Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to get your hockey fix. This is Brave the Wild with your host, Paladino Joey, the leader of Minnesota Wild Hockey, here on thesportstuff.com. Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild? That's right. I am your host, Paladino Joey. I am going solo once again today. Hopefully, we'll have Neil Nate Dog Thiesing back on again at some point in time. But you noticed a few changes, just a couple. We're always trying to improve this show, without a doubt. Always trying to bring you a better product here on Brave the Wild. And the Minnesota Wild have been bringing better hockey to us, despite the fact there are injuries. <laughs> Miko Koivu out four weeks due to a fracture in the ankle and requiring surgery. Yes, sir, required ankle surgery out for four weeks. No problem. The Minnesota Wild have one of the best weeks in a long time. I mean, I saw this team going maybe 2-2 two and two this week. Uh, instead, they've gone 3-1. and one, An amazing feat indeed. Mike Yo will be keeping his job for the time being. And boy, oh boy, it just starts off so nicely. We're going to keep the format very similar, of course, as always. Game reviews, previews, fan inter- or excuse me, not uh, the, the Iowa, the Iowa Wild. That's how we get things going in the uh, to wrap up the show. Not so much to talk about there, though. That'll be extremely brief. So let's just jump right into the Minnesota Wilds game reviews right now. Tuesday, January the seventh, the Wild won in L.A. Yeah, that's right. The Minnesota Wild defeated the LA Kings on the road in the shootout. Uh, and yeah, this is a game where a guy by the name of Darcy Kumpfer, <laughs> a guy that we feared every time he was in the net this season, it seemed to be a disaster. It'll be four goals. Like, remember the Toronto game a while back? I, uh, <laughs> and then another game not so long after that as well. I believe it was Nashville. Darcy Kumpfer, just terrible in that game. And no, all, you know, he was pulled early again in that one. Just an absolute sieve. Four goals in very short amount of time, about a, basically halfway through the period. Darcy Comfort, we'd all seen enough of him. But no, in L.A., he stops 39 of 40 shots. An amazing, amazing night for him. Minnesota Wild <laughs> put the clamps down on the L.A. Kings. Big time. 
Without a doubt. And it was Nashville, yes. Um, the last time they... Oh, excuse me, it was Montreal. Montreal was the last time Darcy Comfer <laughs> got shelled. But the Minnesota Wild was quickly sent down and was only up for emergency appearances at times. <laughs> he was back on the Minnesota Wild roster. But no, against the LA Kings, it was uh, an unbelievable feat. He just stopped everything that came his way. An overall not exciting game in the scoring side of things, of course. Nobody scored the first two periods. It was just a... If this was baseball, we'd call it a pitcher's duel. I guess in hockey, we call it a goalie duel. But Jonathan Quick is one of the best goalies in the world. Everybody knows that. Everybody says that every single time his name is mentioned. Because he is. Darcy Comfort looks like one of the better goalies in the world, at least on this particular night. And uh, as we get to his second game out of these four games, that was tonight's game against the National Predators. Unbelievable night for... <laughs> Darcy Comfort indeed an awesome awesome performance by Darcy Comfort against the LA Kings the Wild absolutely I mean completely changing the approach a bit put the clamps down on the Buffalo Sabres not that they really had to all too much the offense really picked up against the Washington Capitals those are on the previous show but now my goodness gracious <laughs> I mean the defense was phenomenal in this game and remember, that's one of the main things that was killing the Wild was the defense was so poor, and it was making Nicholas Backstrom look so terrible. But, <laughs> hey, things change. Things, things change sometimes. Miracles do happen sometimes. Strange and wonderful things do happen sometimes. Once in a while here in Minnesota. Once in a while. Right now, something strange and wonderful is happening. <laughs> At least for the time being. Darcy Cumber is playing phenomenal. Nicholas Baxter has been playing better. This is with Josh Harding out with, you know, complications with his multiple sclerosis. Mika Koivu, of course, with the ankle injury. Um, <laughs> Zach Parisi with that fractured foot. I mean, it, it's just, it's a never-ending thing. You think, oh boy, you know, for the longest time, it's like, oh, Mike Yo is probably going to get fired. He's not pushing any of the right buttons. In fact, he's saying all the wrong things in the press conferences. The teams are doing all the wrong things. The players are doing all the wrong things on the ice. Everything's going just downward after a nice, strong start. A lot like the previous two years with Mike Yo, where he would go from, boy, he is he is a gold coach to he is <laughs> he's a garbage coach. Um, where it would just all turn, just because maybe one or two guys get hurt and everything goes down the you-know-what. Then in this case, the injuries start to mount. Luckily, Mikhail Granlin's healthy, but, <laughs> yeah, because when he was out, it seemed like it screwed up the whole team. But with Miko Koivu out, it's like no problem. Okay. Um, great. I'm very happy this is working out. The lines have gotten very interesting as well, and you figure they would be when you have Koivu and Parisi out. It's uh, definitely a situation. You had guys playing poorly as well that were getting moved around. You had Brozziak being moved down to the fourth line. You had Brozziak moving back up to the third. You had Coyle centering the third line because Brozziak was doing so poorly he was moved on to the fourth. Coyle was moved to the third because he hadn't been doing all too much. Now even Charlie Coyle will be getting to him in the, the latter of the two games here of uh, this show. But my goodness, it has been one heck of a... One heck of a turn. A very surprising turn for the Minnesota Wild. And to think that they were able to win a game in L.A. Yes, it went to the shootout. So we surrendered a point to the Kings, at least in their sense. We don't lose anything but the fact that they're a Western Conference rival. You don't want to give them any points either. But hey, if you can get two points out of Los Angeles, California, 
you're doing something pretty good because not only are the LA Kings good, but even when they weren't good, they were impossible to beat. Impossible. And it drove me nuts as they were developing. It used to drive me nuts every time the Wild were hoping to make some kind of ground on somebody. The LA Kings would completely shut the Wild down and it'd be another loss. It'd be the same old story. But no, we the Wild win in LA for the first time since, uh, well, since the Pilgrims were uh, here. And, uh, no, I'm kidding. Basically, it seemed like it. <sighs> Nito Niederreiter is the other hero in this game. But for some very strange reason, talk about Homer picks here by the LA Kings. Kopitar gets the number one star, Comfort gets the two star, and Jonathan Quick gets the three. So Nito Niederreiter who not only got his ninth goal of the year, a very, very impressive shot. Beautiful pass by Commonville and Granlin. I mean, that's my favorite line on the entire team, and I think you guys have figured that out by now. Granlin, Commonville, Niederreiter. It's called the second line, and it basically is, but I think it's the most entertaining line to watch, and one of, and just it's so productive. They're so good together. Niederreiter getting his ninth goal of the year, a absolute beauty. Awesome pass by Pominville, like like always. Like now he's been getting the assists. It seemed like er- earlier he was getting only goals, no assists. Now he's putting on the assists as well, as is Danny Heatley lately. Holy cow! We'll get to that later. Um, nice nice goal indeed. And that was pretty much the highlights of the goals after the Kings score very early in the third period. Stole scoring uh, fifty seconds into the third period from Jeff Carter and Dwight King. And it's like ah, uh, see. They, they, they got past Cumber. How many times are they going to get past him now after Cumber shut him down for two periods? But no, that was it. That was all the that was the only puck that would go past Cumber the rest of the game and the entire shootout. Because when we got to the shootout, of course, <laughs> it was different players. Completely different players for the Minnesota Wild skating on the shootout. Because normally you see Koivu and you see Parisi. Well, Pominville is there, but you get the idea. <laughs> Mikhail Granlin started things out, couldn't finish. Pominville couldn't get it done. Then Koivu just flat missed. He didn't look like he even belonged there. And uh, Coyle, if I said it correctly, I was kind of a bit stunned by that. But every single shot attempt made by the LA Kings was stifled by a comfort, regardless if they were softies or if they were really, really tough. <laughs> Mike Richards put a really uh, tricky one, but hey, it, it looked it looked softer than it was. It was a tricky shot, kind of. Kind of a stop-and-go type of move. But then Nito Niederreiter, with his very first shootout attempt of his career, skated right towards, <laughs> skated right a bit, towards Quick, started to fake more right, moved left, and put that thing over Quick. And it was like, oh my God, the Wild just defeated the LA Kings. Oh my. And uh, it was an awesome feeling. And it's like Darcy Comfer did it. He did it, and so did Nito Niederreiter. Both of them absolute heroes of the game. And that was an awesome night. And it really spearheaded this team for the rest of this week here. I mean, it got things moving in the right direction in a big, big way. Thursday, January the 9th, the Minnesota Wild head to Phoenix, Arizona. a play, Another place where the Wild pretty much never win. Uh, Dave Tippett tends to shut down the Minnesota Wild in a big way. The former Houston Arrows coach who could have been a coaching candidate for the Wild long ago, before they hired Todd Richards. Uh-huh. But another fun, awesome game for the Wild. Didn't start out oh so great, but hey, they were staying in the game. Nicholas Baxter was in net, and it's like, why would you go to Baxter and not Comfer? Okay, well, the good news is, 
late in that first period, Justin Fontaine, it's like, man, where has he been on that? And where's the third line been? What the hell? It's like, oh, it's like, it was just, it's just funny when you watch these games. It's like the third line did everything in this one. Everything. Marco Scandella chipping in a bit. Nino Niederreiter played a bit on the third line in this one. Um, uh, and on the power play, you had Fontaine, Pominville, and Niederreiter on one of them. Um, but boy, what a awesome night for Justin Fontaine. <laughs> it's going to be tough to pick a Mike McDonald Award winner in this one. Fontaine nets a hat trick. Justin Fontaine, a guy who was, was getting some nifty kind of little, you know, getting some little, like, oh, he's just in the right place at the right time type of goals. But that's the name of the game, ladies and gentlemen. That's the name of the game. Yes, he's in the right place at the right time and just happens to be there. But how many times do you see a, a rebound available and no one's there? No one's in the right place at the right time. Again, that's the name of the game. Justin Fontaine is going to succeed in this league if he, if he keeps doing this. Who cares if they're softies? Or, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a softie. I mean, yeah, and these weren't softies, actually. They looked pretty good. <laughs> Especially the second one. But, oh, man, Pominville. Oh, awesome pass to him in that one. But, um, I need a reader assisting on that. That was Fontaine's second. But, yeah, Fontaine and Kyle Brozziak actually scored in this one. It was just amazing to finally see the Fontaine, Cook, and Brozziak line score again. It had been forever. And they really racked up the, the stats in this one. Fontaine, of course, scoring a hat-trick in this game, which was just unbelievable. It was just like, oh my god, is he actually going to get a hat-trick? So it's like, there it is. There's your second hat-trick for the Minnesota Wild in, in a week after Ryan Suter got one. Does this guarantee Justin Fontaine the Mike Madonna Award? Not necessarily, but maybe. <laughs> he's he's in the mix. Uh, can't give it to him just yet, obviously. we got a couple more games to review, but this was such a fun little night for the Wild. So cool to see the third line be productive. And a guy like Marco Scandella, who's quietly been picking up more and more assists of late. Pretty much, well, all year he's been quietly picking them up ever since about mid-November. He was real quiet early, but he's hung on to this team. Never got sent down again, and I'm very glad about that. Scandella's been generally pretty good. Giving up a couple of the the soft goals that were given up this year were not helped by Marco Scandella because he didn't put a body on on the skater of the opponent. But sometimes that's how it goes. This game went from a tight, very tight game to a wide open one in that third period. Three goals by the Wild, of course, as mentioned. Three or two by Fontaine at that point in the third period. The empty netter was what gave Justin Fontaine that hat trick. And boy, did it feel good to see him go from nine to 11 goals in this night. And it was, it, it was a beauty. It truly was. The Wild win another game. <laughs> this was their third in a row, fourth in a row, excuse me. They had beaten Buffalo, Washington, L.A., and now Phoenix. Four wins in a row, and it's like, oh my God, we're all riding high in this town as the Minnesota Wild are now in the wild card position again for the po- for the playoffs. They are now the eighth seed in the postseason after this particular game. And my goodness, <laughs> did it feel good because it's like to think how the Wild could go from where they were earlier in the year when they were pretty close to St. Louis. They were even semi-close to Chicago. They were even they were at or near the top of the league for quite a while there, and to see things downspiral the way they did was also frustrating, but to see the young guys like the Fontaines, the Coyles, the Nita Riders, the Grandlins, and then some help from the veterans like Commonville and Danny Bleepin' Heatley, step it up. <laughs> and of course, another youngster like Comfort out of nowhere, stepping it up. 
to see these young guys stepping it up the way they have during this stretch, it has been a wonderful, wonderful sign for the future of this club. So everything, everyone's riding high going into Saturday, January the 11th, hosting the Colorado Avalanche, a team the Wild are not too far behind now, believe it or not. They're still a little ways behind, but not too bad going into this one. Feeling good about things. Hey, man, if we could win on the road, we're, we're going to take care of the Colorado Avalanche. We're going to keep this streak going. But unfortunately, not so fast. The Minnesota Wild trail 2 nothing in this one <laughs> at a point. Oh, it's a frustrating one indeed. <sighs> Halfway through the second period, the Wild down 2 to nothing because the first period, again, it seemed like nobody ever scores in the first period when the Wild play. It seems like it was ridiculous. But Colorado up... Two to nothing within about a four-minute span there, and it's like ah, here we go. Ah, reality's setting in again. Ugh. Nicholas Backstrom looked good, but not so great. You know, he only faced 17 shots in this entire game, so he didn't necessarily have the best game of his uh, uh, of the season. But he, he wasn't too bad. He wasn't too bad, but they were a little frustrating. They weren't the they weren't the toughest goals you know I've ever seen. Backstrom gives up a softies, man, and it, it gets frustrating, but. With that said, this is where all the all the hope started to pick up again in a big way. <laughs> After Ryan O'Reilly scored to make it two nothing Colorado again about midway the midway point of the game, second period. Within a forty second span, Charlie Coyle. That's right, Charlie Coyle off of two excellent passes by Danny Healy. Centering passes. Well the first one was a was a pretty cool give and go. Coyle had the puck. Got it to Heatley, skated past, skated around. Heatley finished, followed it up to him, and he was able to bury it. That was a beauty. But the second one, I think, was even prettier. When Coyle was coming to the net, Heatley was able to center it from behind the net to Charlie Coyle. Beautiful shot, beautiful goal. And it's like, oh my God. Charlie Coyle was a guy who was just rotting with only four assists and like 14 points on the season. Like, jeez, man. When is this guy going to finally start scoring? I mean, like 14 points in 36 games, 38 games, whatever it was. It's like, yeah, he started strong. Guy had the knee injury, but it's like, yeah, he had the knee injury. But it's like, what the heck? I mean, geez, what's the, what's the deal, man? Are you are you are you ever going to start scoring? I mean, injuries are one thing, but. I mean, he's been, he'd been playing, but it's like a, something just wasn't, he just had missed a step or something just wasn't all there. But there you go, two goals for Charlie Coyle in a very short span. And it was like, oh my God, is it another night of destiny? Will there be yet another hat trick for the Minnesota Wild? Will it be the third hat trick in about a week? Wouldn't that be something? But it just wasn't meant to be. The Wild would never score again in this one. No, they had chances. Mm. They didn't, they didn't exactly pepper the net, but they had some chances. <sighs> Varmov was able to stop 25 shots out of 27 in this game. Total. Ryan O'Reilly, when he scored, obviously that's his second goal of the game. Another fairly soft one. It just He just got it over Backstrom's shoulder. I mean, it seems like you shoot high on Backstrom, it's like good night. And... Unfortunately, that's what happened. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly just started to kind of drive to the net and put it back back from his shoulder. It wasn't exactly the the toughest thing I've ever seen, but I mean, I suppose you're going to score on those once in a while. (laughs) But it's just like, oh man, to see that happen. But the Wild still had a couple scoring chances after that, but not much. It seemed like 
it seemed like the air just went out of the building when Ryan O'Reilly scored that goal. Um, the scoring chances pretty much vanished. Colorado controlled the puck pretty much from there on. Frustration kind of set in for the Wild. And it's like, man, the whole puck possession thing that had been going on for the Wild for the past several games, which seems to be when the... I mean, obviously, when you have puck possession, you're probably going to win the game most of the time. <sighs> but it was just another situation... The Wild had to have the empty net. They were doing everything they could. They're only down by one. Maybe you can tie it up, but no. Again, just wasn't meant to be. The Wild couldn't even hang on to the puck, it seemed like, the whole time. The, late in that third period, just the Wild couldn't even hang on to the puck. So then Talbot simply just slides it past the empty net from about, you know, from about the center ice. Yeah, it was quite frustrating to see that, but uh, again, it's what happens, I suppose. You can't be turning the puck over. You're, you 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 have a man advantage, you know, at least an extra skater, I should say. And they couldn't control the puck at all. So that was a disappointing game. Luckily, though, luckily, this wasn't it wasn't the start of yet another losing streak. And eventually, the well, the end of Mike Yo. Though the the end of Mike Yo might be good to some people. We'll leave that alone right now because things are getting better again. Because Sunday. January the 12th. Yes, sir. Wonderful little night again for the Wild. Oh, man. Darcy Comfort back in net. Stonewall Comfort shuts out the Nashville Predators 4 to nothing. That's right. 4 to nothing. An awesome, awesome game for the Wild. Oh, my. Oh, and Comfort didn't even have to face that many shots this time around. He didn't have to face 40 shots like he did against the LA Kings. The Kings dominated the Wild, but the Wild got it done. Well, at least Comfort, Comfort put the clamps down more than the Wild defenseman did in that game. But And this night, Nashville really didn't present much much opposition in this one, really, in a lot of ways. They really, they weren't scaring anyone. <laughs> Comfort ultimately getting the number one star in the game because he gets his first career shutout, even though, again, he faced 23 shots. A couple of them were decent, though, so it's not like Comfort was, no, it's not like Comfort just got an easy one, necessarily. Because, like, you know what, in the NHL, no shutout is easy. There's too much talent in this league to say that. Danny Heatley's been playing significantly better of late. Two points tonight, a goal, and an assist. Incredible night for him again. Charlie Coyle with two assists in this game. Now, that's the first line right now with Koivu out. The first line is Charlie Coyle, Danny Heatley, and Jason Zucker. What a weird first line. But they were a huge factor in tonight's game. They score the first two goals in the game because... Oh my God, the Wild actually scored in the first period and they did it twice. About midway through the period, the Wild start to score. Heatley with his ninth goal of the year. Nice, nifty pass by Charlie Coyle. Kind of similar, semi-similar to what Coyle got from Heatley the night before. Uh, So, there you go. That was a very, very fun one indeed. Jason Zucker attacking the net after a Heatley pass. Kind of a give-and-go type of play there. It was a nice one indeed. <laughs> and Zucker getting his third goal of the year. Coyle factoring in with his second assist along the night. And then the third line in the third period. Getting it done again. <laughs> that was nice to see. And then Marco Scandella wrapping things up with his third goal of the year in the third period. To make it a 4 nothing game. Very, very, not trying, to, not trying to just read the box score. But I mean, it's nice to say who scored in this game. Because... Man, I mean, it, it was all over the place. The first, it's like the lines. It's pretty much everybody but the fourth line, pretty much, has been a factor of late. And it's really kind of cool to see this team emerging the way they have. 
Scandella, though, getting his third goal of the year, too. That's kind of cool as well. Second line's factoring in with the assists in that one with Niederreiter and Granlin. Just thought I'd mention that, of course. Uh, <laughs> Fontaine with a rare assist on Matt Cook's rare goal. <laughs> yeah, that third line, they're pretty quiet, but they did get that goal, and that was the point when most of us figured, hey, man, the Wild got this thing. Comfort's stepping up in a big way. They're up 3 nothing. In the third period, you got to think the Wild will hang on to this one. you got to think, and boy, did they ever. It was a fun, fun night for the Wild. And another another stepping stone in the right direction. Because these guys have chemistry. The lines had to be shuffled due to injuries, obviously. And to see this team playing the way they are together. A lot of these young guys and the the veterans kind of working together the way they have been. It's been extremely impressive. And boy, it does make you wonder a little bit about Koivu sometimes. <laughs> even though he was getting a trillion, even though he leads the team in assists this year. Um, man, it's like suddenly Coyle's playing super good with Danny Heatley. I mean, it, really? Coyle's playing really good because he's with Danny Heatley. Huh. Okay, um, I can't explain that one, but it's really, really cool. I'm very, very excited about it. Like I'm going to keep saying, strange and wonderful. I mean, that is the theme of this episode, folks. That is the theme of this show today. Charlie Coyle, to see him finally, finally scoring a little bit and even get some assists, it's nice to see, indeed, because he is so important to the future of this team. Spurgeon is the other guy that's been hurt of late. Unfortunately, just recently, he's been starting to miss games as well. That is a frustration. Keith Ballard's been in and out most of the year. Uh, It just kind of is what it is with that one. I already mentioned on the previous episode that Zenin Kanapka is now a member of the Buffalo Sabres for what reason? I have no freaking idea. I have no answer for that one. <laughs> I can't. So, there you go. We are going to wrap up the game reviews, take a quick break, and look at the next week of NHL hockey for the Minnesota Wild. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Brave the Wild on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and Blackberry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Brave the Wild. That's right, we are getting ready to preview the upcoming week. Will the Wild continue their strong play of light? Well, that's the hope. (laughs) That's the hope, and the possibility definitely does exist. We are going to preview three games at this point in time, because I do believe getting this episode out will not be a problem before the fourth game on Tuesday, January the 21st. So here we go. 
January the 24 uh, 2000 excuse me January the 14th the wild host the Ottawa Senators I got to think the Wilds chances are pretty good in that one I hope uh, the way they've been playing of late it would be extremely disappointing for me to see the Wild lose to them honest to god the Wild lose to Ottawa I'd be pretty upset they are only 2018 and 8 at this point in time 6th place in the Atlantic Division not much of a threat right now to be quite honest, though they have had a couple of okay wins against Montreal and Nashville. They lost to Colorado 3-4 to four recently. Um, they've always been a team with a little bit of offense and some solid defense, but uh, I would say they're more of a, generally more of an open team offensively. The goaltender's not looking all so hot. Craig Anderson, goals against average 3.1. Robin Leitner, I mean Leitner at <laughs> 2.68 goals against average. Both of their save percentage in the low 90s, 90% for Craig Anderson, 92% for Robin Lehner. Um Yeah, they have at least they have at least five players over 30 points on the year. So yes, they can score, but the fact of the matter is that the, the Ottawa Senators give up goals. So this may be kind of similar to the Washington Senators game. In fact, I think it'll be extremely similar when the Wild defeated Washington five to three. I'll go with, you know, I might go with it. I mean, the way the Wild offense has been picking up of late, I'm going to go with 5-3. to three. Yeah, I think it's going to be an offensive night. Kind of typical of the Eastern Conference, more than the West, of course. Yeah, I see a 5-3 to three type of night, possibly a 4-2 to two in favor of the Minnesota Wild, but I do think it will be an entertaining, fun, and fairly comfortable win for the Wild. There may be a few scary moments here and there when Ottawa starts scoring, but... I gotta think, ultimately, the Minnesota Wild do pull this one out. So there you go. We start off 1-0 in that one. Thursday, January the 16th, the Wild host the Edmonton Oilers. So we have a little three-game homestand because, yeah, we'll close the week Saturday against the Dallas Stars before a little break until Tuesday, January 21st against Dallas again. So that's a home-and-home situation over a three-game span. As mentioned, Edmonton Oilers come to XL Energy Center not the scariest situation ever. I'm beginning to wonder, when is that team ever going to break through? I mean, there, there's so many blue-chip, high-draft-pick talent on that team. There's so much of that. It's unbelievable. They're only 15-27-5 on the year, and it's just the same old story again for, again, a very talented Edmonton team. A talented, but at the same time, underachieving. <laughs> Extremely underachieving Edmonton Oilers team. Not sure what to make of it. I keep picking them as a surprise team. They're going to surprise people. They're going to have a good year. But in all reality, the real true surprise that they've been making is that they're this bad. They're in last place yet again in the Pacific Division. Seventh place. Not a place you want to be to think they're leading goals against average. <laughs> their goalie with the best goals against average is Devin Dubnik with a goals against average of 3.3. Yuck. Yuck. That is terrible. Um... Brzgovlov, yep, of course, I know who that is. <laughs> we all do, of course. Brzgovlov, a well-known goalie in the league, has been playing backup pretty much this year. He's only 3-6, and 3.2 goals against average, so apparently, yeah, <laughs> his goals against average slightly better. <laughs> it's been a mess. They've had four goalies in net, all of them over three goals against average. If the Wild lose this game, boy, I think Mike Yo, I think Mike Yo is in trouble. You cannot lose to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still no guarantee Mike Yule will survive this season, but, um, 
Yeah, uh, it's like you'd think with the way the Wild have been playing of late that he has saved himself for the time being. Taylor Hall is leading the Edmonton Oilers in scoring. He has really been outstanding. Ryan Nugent Hopkins a bit behind him. In fact, seven points behind him, despite the fact Nugent Hopkins has played, played seven more games than Taylor Hall. Both of them are number one overall picks, though. So <laughs> it's just like, what do you do? When is this team going to start winning games? I mean, Taylor Hall's dominating. Nugent Hopkins is playing fairly well. Start winning some games, Edmonton. You got all these number one picks, just like the Pittsburgh Penguins, who eventually broke through as well. Um, I don't know if and when it's going to happen. Maybe they, I'm sure they need better goaltenders. Nick, Nick Schultz is doing his usual nothing in Edmonton. Yeah, Nick Schultz, a former Minnesota Wild player for many, many years, in 45 games has three assists. That's it. Three assists. Uh, this team doesn't scare me at all, um, despite the fact they do have talent, as mentioned. Uh, they have they have star power at the top, but after that, it's just, you know, the defense isn't good at all. And the goaltending is terrible. I think the Wild put the puck in the net in this one. We'll go with a 4-1 to victory for the Minnesota Wild. I think whoever is in net for the Wild, they're going to shut down this Oiler team despite the fact they have some scores. I think Ottawa will definitely pose more of a threat against the Wild goaltending than Edmonton will. So we'll see how wrong I am next week. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, sir. I had the Wild going... Two and two last week. They went three and one. So there you go. I was only out by one in that one. Believe it or not. <laughs> though, some, though the games got kind of switched around a bit. I had the Wild beating Nashville and beating Colorado. But instead they lost to Colorado and beat LA and Phoenix in Nashville. So rock and roll there. Though so now we wrap things up against the Dallas Stars. Yes, the Dallas Stars are coming to town. They are also 20 and 18, a lot like the Ottawa Senators, at least in that sense of things. The Dallas Stars always have familiar names on the roster, but they're usually older, or they're or they're not that big of a deal. They're a fifth place team in the Central Division. That's our division. Another typical Dallas Stars season. I mean, remember how good they used to be years ago? About 10, 15 years ago, they were a pretty talented team. Star power at the top. At least in the scoring side of things with Jamie Benn and Tyler Seguin. But <laughs> Seguin, but after that, a huge drop-off again. In fact, actually worse than Edmonton in that sense, but the goaltending slightly better there. Slightly better. Kerry Lettinen with a goals against average of 2.65. He, he's kind of, he's just, they're just a bunch of average players on the Dallas Stars for the most part. Former Gover Alex Goligoski's doing okay there, but again... Eh, he's kind of got Spurgeon. He's kind of <laughs> he's kind of got Spurgeon numbers. You know, that's about it. Oh goody, you know, nothing oh too special for him or most of the Dallas Stars. I mean, Ray Whitney's still playing. Wow, he's on the Dallas Stars. It's just this is just one of those weird teams where old guys seem to go, like Yarmer Yager last year, and others over years and years out. I'm not going to just start naming names. It's tiring, so I apologize for that. But. With that said, I think the Wild will beat the Dallas Stars. And, boy, that would close a 3-0 and week, wouldn't it? I'm getting a little more confident. But at the same time, I think the Wild are getting confident, with, without a doubt. And, of course, this schedule is not too tough. They're all at home, and they're all not very good teams with, with pretty poor goaltending. And the Wild's goaltending has been stepping up a bit lately. Nicholas Backstrom playing a bit better. Not so great in the Colorado game. But, again... He was pretty good against Phoenix. He was damn good against Phoenix. 
proposed who proposed more of a threat certainly than a uh, 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 than the LA uh, excuse me than the uh, senator. What am I talking about? The predators tonight. Apologize for that, but um, when you have the when you have such an easy homestand, you got to think the Wild will capitalize and will make a move a bit up. I mean, they've had a tough schedule. They had a tough schedule the past week and a half, and the way they got through it, it was something else. It, <laughs> quite quite something. And, um, hey, man, congratulations to Mike Yo and to these young players. And I think they continue to play strongly. Then the hope is they can continue to play well on the road because the schedule will turn to the road significantly after that. Oh, boy, it's going to get tough. You, gotta, you know, to wrap up the month of January, you're going to have games in San Jose, Anaheim, and Colorado. Ooh, 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 that is going to be something else. So, hoping for the best there. That'll be, we'll be talking about that um, about a week from now. So, just letting you guys know where things stand there. The Wild, in my opinion, continue a nice, strong surge with a 3-0 and week. Can't believe I'm predicting that, but hey, I'm glad I am. As for the Iowa Wild, it's really the same old story, and in a lot of ways, a lot of their best players are now on the Minnesota Wild. Brett Ballmer is just back there again. I don't know if Brett Ballmer will ever really be a prospect in the NHL. There was a point in time it looked like he was going to be something in this league because he was making such a good impression. I don't see it anymore. He's not really doing much in the AHL, and he did nothing when he was called up to the Wild and was quickly sent back down. Zach Phillips has not made a step forward. Um, Eric Hall is on the Wild right now. And the leading scorer is Brian Connolly, a defenseman who's a career minor leaguer with a little bit of talent. Of course, Jason Zucker, who wasn't playing all so hot down there, is now on the wild and is starting to show signs that he can play a little bit. That is very, very cool. And another guy that i got to mention has been playing <laughs> a bit better uh, at the NHL level, despite the fact he's not a scorer, is Stefan Veyu. I've never really been a big fan of his, but... It, I don't know. I, he does a lot of little stuff that, that, that does impress me quite indeed. So, I rudely forgot to mention <laughs> the Mike Madano and the James Shepard Memorial Awards for the week. Of course, the best and worst players of the week. So I'll just wrap up the show with it right now. Why not? Apologize for that. Won't do it again. I just will not do that again. Mike Madonna Award is going to go to Darcy Comfer. He had an awesome week. I mean, he helped the Wild beat the LA Kings. I mean, it, it, it's a tough choice when you consider Fontaine had a hat trick and Coyle had two goals and has been playing awesome. Heatley's been getting nice assists. Pominville's always good. Uh, boy, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a busy list. Nino Niederreiter has been ex- excellent of late as well. He's really been picking it up. But in the end, i got to give it to Darcy Comfer because I think he really helped ignite <laughs> something very special here. I mean, this team is playing so much better right now. It's not even funny. And I think Darcy has something to do with it. When you think of what it meant earlier this season when he was in net. I mean, it just meant he would, there, there was a hologram there. And they were going to be scoring on him until they took him out and replaced him with Backstrom or... or <laughs> <laughs> or, or Johan Gustafsson for crying out loud because you can't replace him with Harding right now. So well, there you go. I mean, it just didn't look good at all for Darcy Comfort. But right now, it's starting to look, they're starting to see some promising signs that we saw last year out of him. That is very, very encouraging. So that is your Mike Madonna Award winner. 
your James Shepard Award is going to be a tough one. <laughs> ah, boy. This one is really tough because everybody's been playing so stinking well right now. I mean, you know, it's like I thought I had somebody pinned down, but it's like it's almost backstrom with a softy goals he gave up against Colorado, but he played really good against Phoenix. I mean, oh my, it's like, where do you go? Coyle obviously had been stepping up so much of late. Cook is actually scoring now. I mean, my goodness, uh, where do we go? I may have to pass on it this week, to be honest with you, because I keep thinking about it, and then it's like, no. Uh, Zuck, I mean, even Zucker's been scoring goals lately. I can't really rip anybody. Tory Mitchell can't finish, which is frustrating, but he's a fourth liner, so I can't get too mad at him necessarily either. Um, I guess I'll go to, with Keith Ballard. He hasn't really been doing all so much of late. Has been scratched a bit as well, so... I guess that's the direction I'll go with. Keith Ballard, apologize to you. I know you're a Minnesotan and a <laughs> we're a great gopher, but and he's had some good moments with the Wild this year, but I suppose he's kind of been the weakest link uh, of late. So I guess I got to go with somebody. So there it is. Keith Ballard, sorry you get the short straw this week because there was no obvious necessarily uh, huge letdown from what I could see this week. So we are going to wrap up this show. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week to review, hopefully, a 3-0 week. Contact us and support Brave the Wild by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. <laughs>